Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. Top Thrill 2 is like no other course. Two 420-foot vertical speedways, three launches. All right, let's talk strategy. Copy that, driver. Go for maximum acceleration off the start. Measure that. You've got a short straightaway to push from 0 to 74 on the first vertical speedway. And what about the rollback? Rollback will set you up for an explosive reverse climb 420 feet in the sky so you reach 0 Gs in total weightlessness. 420 feet of straight-up speed. Let's get it. Top Thrill 2, the world's tallest and fastest triple-launch Stratocoaster. Get your tickets at cedarpoint.com. You're listening to Comedy Central. Coming to you from New York City, the only city in America, it's The Daily Show. Tonight, Ted Cruz comes to New York. Jordan Klepper fingers the pulse. And John David Washington. This is The Daily Show with Trevor Noah. show for you tonight. The United Kingdom has a new prime minister to replace their new prime minister. China celebrates Xi Jinping in the most awkward way possible. And our very own Jordan Klepper starts a civil war. Plus, the one and only John David Washington is joining us on the show, everybody. So let's do this, people. Let's come straight into today's headlines. Before we get into the big stories, let's catch up on a few other things going on in the world. According to the National Assessment of Educational Progress, U.S. students have suffered a record drop in their math scores. Now, many experts say that the two years of COVID disruptions are to blame for this. But in my opinion, everyone would do better if the smart kids would just stop hiding their answers. Yeah! (laughs) Loosen up, Angela, we get it, you study. Open it up. And I know, I know, I know this is distressing news for all the parents out there, but, but just remember, this is the best time to cheat your kids out of their allowance. They won't know the difference. <laughs> yeah, five plus two, yeah, that's, that's what you get, that's 10. <laughs> Meanwhile, in San Francisco, officials are coming under fire after it came out that a new public toilet that is being <laughs> built in a popular tor- tourist spot will, will cost the city $1.7 million. <laughs> a single public toilet. Yeah, now, before you complain, remember this toilet's gonna be top of the line, the seat will come pre-peed on, and uh, <laughs> the graffiti on the walls will be written by George R.R. R. Martin. Wow! <laughs> oh, in sports news, the Houston Astros swept the Yankees to win a spot in the World Series, and attending the game, oh, you're gonna save those boos, because attending the game in New York was Texas Senator Ted Cruz. <laughs> yeah who was greeted by Yankee fans just like that. (laughs) 
Yeah, there were a lot of boos, a lot of extended middle fingers, which at this point, people, why does anyone bother? Ted Cruz sees those so often, he may not even be offended, right? He might just think that's how people wave now, just like, hi, hello, how are you? Hello, hi, Ted Cruz. All right, let's move on to some of the biggest stories of the day. You know, with food prices going up, gas prices going up, and war crippling Europe, it may be easy to get distracted by short-term problems and lose sight of the long-term problems that'll actually kill us all. Which is why climate activists are going to extreme measures to get our attention. Another act of food-infused art vandalism, this time with mashed potatoes. That's right. Climate change activists tossed potatoes onto a Claude Monet painting at a German museum. Look at this. Officials there say the painting it wasn't damaged and that it's covered by glass. Last week, activists threw tomato soup onto Vincent van Gogh's sunflowers at the National Gallery in London. There was some minor damage to the frame, but the painting was unharmed. And in both cases, activists then glued their hands to the wall. Yeah. Increasingly around the world, climate change activists are vandalizing famous art to bring attention to climate change. First, they splashed food on a Van Gogh, uh, now a Monet. They also hit a Jackson Pollock, but no one noticed. <laughs> and, and as much as I agree with the message, I don't know if a museum is the right place to do this. Oh, because think about it. If you protest in the streets, everyone knows it's a protest. But if anything happens in a museum, half the people are just gonna think it's part of the art, you know? <laughs> yeah, you could be in front of a painting like, I'm having a heart attack. They'd be like, ah, oh, very powerful, very powerful. <laughs> no, help me. Ah, yes, the cry for help we all feel in the modern world. <laughs> bravo, bravo. Also, I feel like at this point, the problem with climate change isn't a lack of awareness, right? It's more the fact that a ton of people just don't give a shit. Right? And, and I stand to be corrected, but I, I just don't think that those people who don't care about climate change care about fancy art. You know, I doubt your MAGA uncle is gonna be like, no, not Monet's water lilies, no! <laughs> All right, you win, you can tax carbon, I agree with you. <laughs> you know, if anything, these protests might bring more publicity to the art than to climate change. Yeah, like you tell me, when was the last time you thought about Monet? And sex dreams don't count. <laughs> Like, if I was a painting in a museum right now, I would be begging. I'd be begging to get some food thrown on me. Oh, look, look. Someone's walking up to us right now with a giant bowl of pudding. This could be our brick break. Oh, the pudding is, oh, no, wait. They're just eating it. Oh. What the hell, man? Weird snack to bring to a museum. Oh, come on, people, I wanna go viral. Somebody throw some food at me. You know who I hate? The polar bears. I hate them bunch of coke-drinking losers. They deserve to die. Nothing? All right, forget it. I guess back to staring at people's butts all day. Oh, that's a nice butt. Look at that one. Look at that one. Oh. All right. Let's make like America's money and move on to China. Over the last decade, Xi Jinping has gradually taken full control of the Chinese Communist Party. He's put his people in all of the top positions, he's pushed out all of his top rivals, and he is the sole owner of the password for the country's Netflix account. <laughs> yeah, so no one in China can watch Dharma without him. He's like, no, don't watch without me. That's one of our shows together. They're like, these are all our shows together, we're communists. <laughs> anyway, anyway, over the weekend, President Xi was formally re-upped as communist leader of the party, right? That's what he was. For an unprecedented third term, 
which means he will rule over the nation of 1.4 billion people for at least another five years. And if anyone doubts at how powerful Xi Jinping has become, just look at how he treated China's previous leader. China's leader Xi Jinping is beginning an historic third term in office after being anointed again as the head of the country's Communist Party. But there was an unexpected twist in the normally highly choreographed Chinese National Congress over the weekend when his predecessor was escorted off the stage. Two aides appear to remove Xi Jinping's predecessor, Hu Jintao, from the front row. Who appears confused, even to resist, while Xi Jinping shows zero sympathy. Was the 79-year-old Hu unwell? Or was it some kind of political power play? We'll probably never know, as the incident has already been scrubbed from Chinese TV and social media. God damn. Yeah. Scrubbed from social media and TV. And did you see that? They picked that old man out and just escorted him. They just escorted him out like he was Kanye at a bar mitzvah. <laughs> and did you see Xi Jinping? What's even, what's even wild, he's just sitting there like he can't do anything. Like the old man taps him like, hey, Xi, you gonna do it? He's the most powerful person in China. And he's like, sorry, there, there must be some rule or something. I'm new here, I don't know, I can't help you. I, I can't do anything. I don't even know what this means. Was it supposed to send a message? Was it not? Because if it did, I don't think it worked. Because nobody knows what happened, right? They either took this guy away as some kind of power grab or because he just had one too many island iced teas. We don't know, right? <laughs> Who knows? I mean, I guess, I guess we do know that it didn't go according to plan because they scrubbed all the video of it from the internet. They wouldn't do that if they wanted people to see it, you know? It's like your browser history. <laughs> yeah, nobody's clearing it because they donated to charity. You know, no one's like, I can't let my wife see what a good person I am. I can't. <laughs> so yeah, this is a weird, opaque story that has left everyone guessing. And I guess the only question I have is, can we hire those guys for whenever Joe Biden starts rambling in a speech? Can we, <laughs> you know, just to bring them in? He's like, I, I passed a student bill debt with 50 and 100,000 and, and 56,000. Okay, sir, come on with us, come on. <laughs> let's take him to where we hide Kamala. Come on, let's go. <laughs> All right, finally. Let's move on from China to a country where the leadership situation is a little less secure. Great Britain. Last week, Liz Truss announced after just 44 days in office, she would be stepping down as prime minister so she could move on to becoming that person who everyone recognizes, but they can't quite remember from where. <laughs> like, did we go to high school? To oh, you were the prime minister! Oh, so sorry about that. Anyway, can I have two large popcorns, please? And, uh... <laughs> Anyway, Liz Truss is gone, and it looks like the UK's got a brand new man. We begin in the United Kingdom, which is about to get its third prime minister in less than two months. Just a short time ago, the ruling Conservative Party announced that former finance minister Rishi Sunak won the race to become party leader and prime minister. Rishi Sunak will become this country's first ever prime minister of color, first ever Asian prime minister, and first ever Hindu prime minister. Rishi Sunak, not only the first person of color to walk through Tandating, also the youngest prime minister here in about two centuries. Really a historic day. A former investment banker, he and his wife are reported to be among the country's richest people. It is the greatest privilege of my life to be able to serve the party I love and give back to the country I owe so much to. Yeah, that's right. The UK's new prime minister is former finance minister Rishi Sunak. And he's Indian, he's Hindu, and he's only 42 years old, which means 
he will probably serve well into his 42 and a halves, easily. <laughs> and, and let's not forget, let's not forget another important first. He's also the first prime minister who's an absolute snack. Yeah. <laughs> oh, look at you, Rishi. And before you're thinking, oh, is he? Don't forget who came before. Don't forget. <laughs> We're moving on up. Of course, of course, not everyone in the UK is happy about Rishi Sunak taking the top spot and making history. And it's not because of his policies or because of his personality. No, there are some people who have a problem with um, something else, as, as this caller to a British radio show so eloquently explained. Is the real problem here, Jerry, that Rishi Sunak is a brown man and you don't trust him at the top of this country? Well, could you imagine him going to the Scottish Nationalists and being the Prime Minister of the Scottish Nationalists? Could you imagine me becoming the Prime Minister of Pakistan or, or Saudi Arabia? No, these things matter. I'm sorry you don't like it, but this is predominantly, we're talking about England, right? 85% of the English people, yes, are white English people, and they want to see a Prime Minister that reflects them. Yeah, yeah, this guy has a good point. Can you imagine if white English people wanted to rule countries where no one looked like them? Oh, that would never happen. Can you imagine that world? What would that world be like? <laughs> now, you know what's so funny to me? It's funny how racists always say, oh, colonization was fine, it was business, that was... until they feel like they're being colonized. Then all of a sudden it's like, something needs to be done. Something needs to be done. Not even being colonized. The guy is British. What's wrong with you? You know, and if you ask me, British racists are looking at this whole thing all wrong. This could be a good thing for you people. After 400 years, you'll finally get to legitimately blame a brown person for your country's problems. You're living your dreams. <laughs> Wake up. I mean, there, there is a part of me. There's a part of me that feels a little bad for England's racists. <laughs> no, because, because remember, remember, they voted for Brexit specifically <laughs> to keep Britain white. <laughs> and that vote started a seven-year chain of dominoes that has now led directly to an Indian prime minister. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, they're probably like, oh, this is certainly a rich irony at my expense, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> And here's the thing, keep in mind, this caller even says that he is Tory. So this is the same party as Rishi Sunak, right? Which means they probably agree on all the same policies. He just doesn't like that he's not white, which I don't understand. I truly don't understand. What are you scared of? Huh? What, is this, what is this caller scared of? Does he think Sunak is gonna walk up to the podium on his first day in office and be like, it is the greatest privilege of my life to be able to give back to the country I owe so much to. And to show my gratitude, I just want to say, I'm selling the entire country to India. <laughs> That's right, revenge time, you bastards. This was the plan the whole time. Happy Diwali, mother bitches. It's not gonna happen, you racist. All right, that's it for the headlines. Before we go to a break. It's time to check in on all the latest social media trends with our very own Ronnie Chang, everybody! Hey, Trevor! All right! 
Let's see what's time. blowing up social media today. Uh, we got Taylor Swift, anti-Semitism, Tom Brady, you know, the usual. But what's lighting social media in England up right now is the new Prime Minister of the Week, Rishi Sunak. And I know everyone is really excited that this is the first Asian Prime Minister, but let's be clear, Indians are not Asian, okay? Okay, they're still people, great people, they're just not Asian people, okay? No, 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 answer me this. If this guy is Asian, how come when he became prime minister, I felt absolutely nothing? I mean, when I was down at Dim Sum Palace this morning, me and the fellas were like, oh shit, that's me up there. I feel seen. I love how Indians try to have it both ways, like being Indian and Asian. Pick a lane, okay? Yeah, I bet if I show up in a Bollywood film, I'm just gonna blend right in, right? Because we're all just one people just having a good time. Also, speaking of Asians and Indians, real quick, you mentioned America's math scores were dropping since COVID or yeah. something, right? I mean, math scores in America were bad before COVID. How could, it, how could it get any worse? Like, the question used to be, what time did a train leave the station? Now you gotta explain what a train is? But the, but, but the biggest trending story has got to be the climate change art protester videos, okay? And my question is, who the hell is doing museum security these days? <laughs> you see people walking in with two buckets of mashed potatoes and a high visibility vest. And you don't think anything's going on? Were you caught by surprise? They're not exactly sneaking around. I mean, if people show up in high visibil visibility construction vests, just keep an eye on them, okay? Just imagine this Venn diagram. It's real simple. On, in one circle, you've got people wearing construction vests. In the other circle, you've got people with no upper body strength, okay? <laughs> now, when they overlap in the middle there, those are climate activists, okay? Make sure you check every cavity for sloppy joes. Also, the worst part is this painting wasn't even expecting it. At least throw it at a painting that's ready. I mean, see, this guy knows some bad shit's about to go down. All right, what are they even doing? What, throwing guacamole at art isn't gonna change anything, all right? The only people who care about art are pretentious douchebags. Like, check out this tweet I found online for some random moron, all right? Look, look at this, oh my god. I'm at the Louvre. I saw Mona Lisa for the first time. Is she smiling or not? It's so powerful, everyone should see. Oh, really? You think everyone should see the most famous painting ever? What a great discovery. I mean, I wonder what else this guy likes. You like the Beatles, Breaking Bad? Let me guess, you gave Oxygen five stars. I mean, how basic can a bitch get? Whoever he is. Back to you, Trevor. I think that was a great tweet. Ronnie Chang, everybody. All right, when we come back, Trevor Stepper figures out what side of the Civil War your state is going to be on, so don't go away. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. 
offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule. You'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. Like many of us, you might think identity theft will never happen to you. But consider this. There's a new identity theft victim every three seconds in the U.S. That's over 15 million people by the end of this year, equal to the populations of New York, Los Angeles, and Chicago combined. Even worse, identity theft victims often don't even know they're victims. That's why LifeLock Identity Theft Protection alerts you to identity threats, even the ones that don't show up on a credit report, like data breaches, fraudulent bank transactions, loan and credit card applications, and crimes committed in your name. If your identity is stolen, your own dedicated LifeLock U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. LifeLock protects you in ways that you simply can't on your own. Join now and save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash news. That's LifeLock.com slash news to save up to 25%. Identity theft protection starts here. Welcome back to The Daily Show. There's no question, there's no question that America is becoming more and more polarized. And it has a lot of people wondering, could this division turn into violence? Well, we sent Jordan Klepper to find out for another episode of Fingers the Pulse. When you've been to as many rallies as I have, you get used to hearing things you don't encounter in everyday life, like... Go to hell, and Klepper's a bitch. But lately, the crowds have been coalescing around one particular idea that nobody wants to hear. Civil War? Civil War. Civil War. Civil War. Civil War. The Civil War, our country's bitter attempt at divorce that ended with mom and dad back together in a state of constant resentment. 43% of Americans think it's very likely there's a civil war in the next decade. Um, Okay, I'm going to be perfectly straight up and honest. It's going to happen much sooner than that. How soon? Because I have an Airbnb rented in the Outer Banks. But it turns out a lot of Americans think this way. And not just your uncle who has been hoarding weapons and Vienna sausages in his basement bunker. Even sitting members of Congress like January 6th committee member Adam Kinzinger. How close are we to another civil war? I think we're closer than we'd like to think. And I I used to be afraid to talk about it. Now I think it's important for us to talk about it. To talk about a civil war. Yeah, because I think we have to be aware of where we're at. I don't think it's going to be north and south with large marching armies. You know, if I live in Illinois, there's going to be Republicans and Democrats in Illinois. I do think it could get violent easily. I mean, that's scary. It is scary. If a sitting representative like Kinzinger thinks a second civil war is possible, it's something we need to take seriously. So I decided to gather Americans in one of our most sacred traditions of civic unity, the corporate focus group bringing together conservatives and liberals in purple Arizona who all think civil war is a real possibility. The civil war is tomorrow. What is the skill set you bring to the battlefield? Well, I'm good with a gun. Yeah? Yeah. Okay. James? I have survival skills. I was in the military. I know how to shoot a a weapon, hand-to-hand combat if I have to. I I can stick you with a knife and and not, you know, cry about it. (laughs) We're laughing about sticking people with a knife, but... Okay. Lansing, what skills? Leadership. Leadership? Yeah, I, I just feel there's going to need to be some leaders. Bo, what skills do you have? Critical thinking. 
Jesus. For all of the liberals here, we have a leader and a critical thinker. This is why the blue side is f***ed. But if America was going to be divided in a civil war, where would the modern-day Mason-Dixon line fall? It was time for a state-by-state -state fantasy draft. Well, nightmare draft. We've terraformed the states that have been red and blue to kind of create one land mass. Who sees themselves as conservative part of the red map here? Are these the states you would want? Oh, I much prefer the red states. What breaks your heart? What are you gonna miss? Well, Arizona. Isn't that supposed to be a red state though? Yeah, let's say we give you Arizona. Where do you want to travel to? Well, I love California, but it's turned into such a shithole. Let's be fair, as a red state guy, the blue state has the best food. Oh, yeah. Right? Bo, what would you miss? Uh, not a ton. As a liberal, you're feeling pretty good about the states you get. Honestly, I feel all right. We got Hawaii. You do have Hawaii. James, what are you missing? You're going to be in what, this red conglomerate, Well, the right? family's from back east in Ohio, so yeah, I mean, that would be... You'd miss Ohio? I wouldn't trade Cleveland for anything. I'd trade Texas for California so I can go to San Diego. Okay. Any other trades? Texas for California? Blue side, would you allow that trade? I'll take Austin for Cleveland, but I don't need all of Texas. We'll do an Austin for Cleveland? I don't want Cleveland. He's in Cleveland. I want San Diego. What will you give up for San Diego? I would give up Florida. No, thanks. There's no takers on Florida. No. Okay, so I guess the ocean can have Florida, which is helpful because it will probably take it anyway. And now that we have our newly divided states of America, we get to draft some new constitutions. If there is a new America, you're going to need new laws. Are there any laws you would want to change? Get rid of the petty ones. I mean, there's lots of petty laws out there. I mean, if you pee in public, I mean, you're really going to be in the sex crime registry now because you peed in public? It's stupid. It's a crack in the system. That's the first law that comes to head? It's, you know, it's the petty laws. You get put in the, in the, in the, the federal sex crimes registry if, if, you, if, you take a, if you take a leak outside. It's just James. pretty dumb. That's James. just an example. We just talked about a civil war tearing this country in two. You finally get your way. Well, you know, I mean. And the first law that jumps to mind is peeing in public. Does your side not have toilets? With the vision of the new Confederacy already collapsing under the burden of sewage infrastructure, I thought it was time to cut to the chase and ask the biggest question of all. Which side wins? We all lose. We all lose, yeah. There's no winning there. What if one side loses and then refuses to concede? Well, I don't know if I feel any better about the future of America, but for now, at least we still have elections. In fact, check out my new half hour special, where I dive into the midterms and ask the very important question. Democracy, we still cool? If you knew you got fewer votes, you wouldn't concede. What is conceding? Yeah. It means accepting loss. No. no. Why? Is democracy We can be tomorrow if the wrong thing happens. You were there January 6th. It was the most beautiful thing I ever saw. Birds chirping, police officers screaming. No. Be sure to check out Jordan's special next Tuesday at 11.30 right after the show. All right, stay tuned, because when we come back, John David Washington will be joining me right here on the show. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. 
With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. Top Thrill 2 is like no other course. Two 420-foot vertical speedways, three launches. All right, let's talk strategy. Copy that, driver. Go for maximum acceleration off the start. Measure that. You've got a short straightaway to push from 0 to 74 on the first vertical speedway. And what about the rollback? Rollback will set you up for an explosive reverse climb 420 feet in the sky so you reach 0 Gs in total weightlessness. 420 feet of straight-up speed. Let's get it. Top Thrill 2, the world's tallest and fastest triple-launch Stratocoaster. Get your tickets at cedarpoint.com. My guest tonight is an actor you know from films like Black Klansman and Tenet. He's here tonight to talk about making his Broadway debut in a revival of August Wilson's The Piano Lesson. Please welcome John David Washington. John David Washington. Hello. Welcome back to The Daily Show. Uh, thanks for having me. Glad to be back. Yeah, man. It, it's, it's been a while since you've been here. I think it was uh, maybe 2019. Yeah. yeah. yeah it was Black Klansman at the time. Yeah. And, I mean, you have just ascended consistently and constantly. Tenet, phenomenal. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> for for the part that we could understand. Because some yeah, of it... Right, right, right. Like, let, me, let me ask you that. Before we get into what you're doing now, like... Did, did you guys know what, what was because I love the movie oh, I love you. no I'm, I genuinely I love all of Christopher Nolan's films same, same. and I watch it and I watch it again I watch it the first time to enjoy it second time to, in, to understand what's happening yeah, yeah, yeah. But, yeah. but then there's like parts where people and then you guys run and so when you guys are in the scene do you, can you hear each other do you know what's happening uh, <laughs> I don't listen like Christopher uh, Nolan's always watching so I'm gonna say yeah yeah, yeah totally you totally was in control I knew everything. I knew, I knew every plot point. I knew everything that was going on. Yeah, yeah. that's another thing I wanted. Do, <laughs> do you understand the movie when you're in the movie? Like, when, when, when you're doing the stuff and backwards is happening yeah. to you and... Because well, you, you, you're convincing. I didn't watch it and go... John David Washington doesn't know what's happening here. Yeah, 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 you believed me. I believed you. Oh, thank God. That, that means I did a good job. <laughs> you did an amazing job. I did, you no, did an amazing I, job. I, I mean, honestly, there was a lot of training that went into it. Yeah. So the physicality of it, uh, learning how to fight backwards, right? Uh, blink backwards, walk backwards, all that stuff. I mean, it was like backwards fighting school we went to. No way. So we trained for like a month, a month and change. And uh, so once I got it into my body, I felt it was actually helping me understand the plot a little more and the opening up the world and the possibilities of what Christopher Nolan was trying to. Uh, that's probably play. why you were so good at it. So, well, thank that's, you. That's, thank you. I feel like I feel like you're good at everything because of just you you immerse yourself, you know. Go in, you yeah. know, in, in, in ballers you were amazing. One of my favorite parts of the show. But then, but then I found out you you played football. I did in college. I was like, that's cheating. I didn't I did, know that. But I'm nothing like that guy, no, Ricky still, Jerry. You're not still, alike at all. But still, it don't count. I mean, but still, um, <laughs> acting, bro. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. You 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 immerse yourself in 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 your roles in a really powerful way. I mean, it's Thank it's you. why you get accolade after accolade. People love seeing you on the screen. Thank but you. now you're moving into Broadway which every actor has said across the board is terrifying. Oh, my goodness. Why would you do this? It's, it's, over there. it's a full contact sport. I, um, I, I wanted to challenge myself. It was, it was, 
about uh, seeing, trying to test my abilities, you uh -huh. know, trying to grow as an artist. I wanted to keep searching and I, I dove, I, you know, I dove head in, you know, I was, I was going for it. I felt like the words of, uh, of August Wilson would lead me to the promised land. There was a character that I really loved and enjoyed every time I read it. Wow. And uh, so just wanted to explore and see how far I can go with uh, my abilities and what I can learn. I feel like I'm in, in grad school really, you know, with, with Latanya Jackson, our, our, our leader, our director. Yeah. And Sam Jackson, who originated the role. He played Boy Willie in 1987. So here I am with him every night and he's playing the Uncle Doka role now, but I'm looking at him across the stage like, I know you originated this role. I'm doing my best, Unc. You know, but it was a, it was a way that, and he's been so supportive and, and, and seeing just all, the entire yeah. cast, you know, so it's, it's been a learning, a very, a great learning situation for me, and it's, it's, it's been life-changing, really, I, what I'm learning. I, I can't imagine how surreal that must be for you, because, as you said, Samuel L. Jackson originated the role, right? <laughs> yeah. His wife is directing it. She's making her directorial debut on yeah. Broadway, yes. right? So this is, this is like a family affair, but it's legends only. And then you are playing, <laughs> you're playing the role that he originated across from him, but he's now playing the uncle. And it's, it's this really fascinating story on, on multiple levels about a family arguing about an heirloom, you know? Yes. And I don't want to spoil it for people, but it, it really is the question of, you know, what does a family need to keep in order to maintain themselves as a family? And mm -hmm. can they let go of those things mm -hmm. and still respect where they come from, it feels pertinent to you on a, on a personal level as mm. well as as well as a, a, a character because, mm. you know, you grew up around Samuel L. Jackson, didn't you? I did, I did. Uh, was, you know, well, it, I've re-examined the word um, inheritance, you know, and in, in learning how to work hard for something, learning how to act, I think, is something that I feel like I've inherited in a way. And, and th through this process, learning how to make choices on stage, mm -hmm, how mm -hmm. to immerse yourself in the role, and to just the work ethic, you know, it's something that you can learn. You can learn how to work hard, you know, and uh, that's what I've been discovering a lot uh, on the, in this process. Would, so. you, would, you say, would you say being on Broadway is harder than being on film? Or let me ask it to you differently. What are the harder aspects of doing Broadway, you know, as opposed to being on camera? Um, it's harder than that. It's every night. Different crowds. You know, you got to deliver. Sometimes, two, you know, we get two shows on Wednesday, two shows on Saturday. So you have to deliver sometimes twice a day. Wow. And, um, you know, and, and you, have to, you have to be on it. You have to have the same energy every night. You know, and it's not like you can yell, cut, and let me start that over, crowd. Let me wait. There's <laughs> none of that happening. You got to go. They are waiting on you. You got to go. So, so, you know, it's, it's, it's something that uh, I think it... it it builds you up. To me, I have more courage in trying things when I when I get back to film because mm -hmm. of uh, because of this experience. You you've always talked about how you know you you were reticent when it came to getting into acting. You you, you had this you had this idea of like your father is Denzel Washington. Yeah. I mean, we go. This is one of the greatest actors who has ever lived on this planet, right? Ever, one of the greatest to ever do it. Yeah. And then you step into the game, and you, you've always said you, you didn't want to at first. You're like, this, is, this, this feels like a burden. Mm. But everyone can agree, you've stepped into it, you've made it your own. You know, you still have characteristics that remind us of your dad because uh. you are his, <laughs> his son. But, but, but what's that journey been like for you, you know, in, in finding your own, but also accepting your heirloom that, you know, like the piece that you've inherited from him? Uh, I'm finding it, um, you know, with every project. You know, Spike Lee helped me find my, my, my identity. Christopher Nolan helped me find my identity. Mm -hmm. This play, in so many ways, is helping me find my identity, what my process even is, you know, and, and what, uh, you know, like different power spots on stage and how I relate to characters and what my way in is. I, all, that, all those things I'm discovering on my journey right. and, um, and the support I've gotten from the directors I just named have been, you know, um, just so important for my growth and for my confidence. 
and the support I've gotten from my family. You know, I, 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 no handouts. You know, it's, it's, I've been working very hard. I've worked very hard on this play, and um, I'm proud of what, uh, what we're doing with it. You see it. You know, you, you can tell when somebody's passionate and when they work beyond where they, where they ever thought they could. You, you always put the effort in. It always comes across. The play is also fascinating. It's, it's a great story mm. that is being told by great people, great actors, a great director. And, and one thing that surprised me about the play is that it's also, you know, as, as, as the director herself says, it's like, this is also a, a, a ghost story. Yes. And I, I found myself thinking in life, you know, th there, there are two types of ghosts. The ghosts that we carry, mm -hmm. you know, almost like a, and then they are like ghost ghosts. Yeah, 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 actually. <laughs> no, no, you, you know what I mean? There's like ghost ghosts. Yeah. Do you, do you believe in ghosts? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, Halloween's always, I mean, I love Halloween, but I definitely sleep with the light on around this time of year. <laughs> you know so I don't, I don't mess around. I don't, I don't play with that ghost stuff. It's real. You know what I'm saying? You, you superstitious like that? Ah, uh, yep. <laughs> yep. Yes, I am. You know, like put that nightlight on. I believe in ghosts, man. And uh, but it's also it, it's this this play. Yes, it's a ghost story. It, it's also incredibly funny. It's, yeah. it's got a lot of humor in it. It's I mean, August Wilson is is a genius. Yes. And it's it's loaded with you know family situations and dynamics that are universal, not mm -hmm. just the African American experience, but a universal experience and uh, family arguments. You know, nephew and, and uncle dynamics, right, right. sister and brother thing. So so there's so many things and so many themes in this uh, story that are relatable. That which which is what I love about it. I think it's relatable. I think it's a continued celebration of, of black excellence in Broadway, which we've, we've seen in everything from slave play, you know, through to Strange Loop, yeah. through to like all Top of the... Dog, off yeah, exactly. It's, 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 it's a great time right It's now. really been growing and it's a great time. And I'll recommend everybody go and watch it because when will you ever get the opportunity to be almost this close <laughs> to John David Washington <laughs> and Samuel L. Jackson at the same time? Thank you so much for joining me. Thank you so much. Great to see you again. John David Washington, everybody. We're going to take a quick break. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. Top Thrill 2 is like no other course. Two 420-foot vertical speedways, three launches. All right, let's talk strategy. Copy that, driver. Go for maximum acceleration off the start. Measure that. You've got a short straightaway to push from 0 to 74 on the first vertical speedway. And what about the rollback? Rollback will set you up for an explosive reverse climb 420 feet in the sky so you reach 0 Gs in total weightlessness. 420 feet of straight-up speed. Let's get it. Top Thrill 2, the world's tallest and fastest triple-launch Stratocoaster. Get your tickets at cedarpoint.com. Before we go, before we go, before we go, peaceful protesters in Iran are risking their lives to be heard. The Center for Human Rights in Iran is helping to bring their voices to the important international stage, and it provides legal aid for political prisoners and victims of violence. So please, if you can, all you need to do is follow the link below to help them in their work. Until next time, stay safe out there, and remember, if you're really hungry but don't want to spend any money, just pretend you're a painting and wait. <laughs> Watch The Daily Show weeknights at 11, 10 Central on Comedy Central. And stream full episodes anytime on Paramount+.
This has been a Comedy Central podcast. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. Top Thrill 2 is like no other course. Two 420-foot vertical speedways, three launches. All right, let's talk strategy. Copy that, driver. Go for maximum acceleration off the start. Measure that. You've got a short straightaway to push from 0 to 74 on the first vertical speedway. And what about the rollback? Rollback will set you up for an explosive reverse climb 420 feet in the sky so you reach 0 Gs in total weightlessness. 420 feet of straight-up speed. Let's get it. Top Thrill 2, the world's tallest and fastest triple-launch strata coaster. Get your tickets at cedarpoint.com.